Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm Rachel True. And I'm Trent Venegas. And you're listening to Quoting Gene Roddenberry. The 100-day podcast that celebrates what would have been the 100th birthday of the man that created Star Trek. Each day between now and the end of our podcast, August 19th, one of Star Trek's biggest icons, or celebrity fans, or both, will be quoting Gene Roddenberry. Then we're going to take a deep dive into why we think this sci-fi legend still has a lot to say to the world. Today's quote is read by director Adam Nimoy. We wanted to discuss drugs in a context other than you're evil if you use it or you're rotten and so on. I mean, why do people use it? Could the fault be society? Could the fault be the way we're raised? Is it possible that people who don't have the advantage of the backing of parents and so on can't handle the waves on the surface of society and need a life raft which drugs offer? Welcome back to another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. And we are so lucky to have Rekha Sharma this week for all our episodes as a guest. Welcome. Um, she's a Star Trek alumni. And wait, before I just want to jump in with this quote because I have so many loaded thoughts, <laughs> but I'm going to stick with the clean ones, which is I'm delighted at the empathy mm-hmm. in this quote. Because if we think about the time period, this quote is from 1988. And, um, you know, crack right, was the big 80s drug. And mm-hmm. crack was really layered on my peoples or half my peoples because I'm a mixed black Jewish girl. Mm-hmm. And it was really kind of unkind the mm-hmm. way it was done. And when we relate it to now, we have an opioid epidemic actually mm-hmm. among Anglos. Anglos between 40 and 50 are the quickest dying group right now because of the opioid epidemic. Mm. And I see more empathy coming from people towards the opioid people than the people in the 80s, black people with crack. But I love that Roddenberry, as a white man, was conscious enough Mm -hmm. to say these words at this time. Reka, any thoughts or thoughts? Um, I like the Jewish thoughts. There's black thoughts and Jewish thoughts. Deep take- thoughts. <laughs> Deep thoughts. Um, I do. I have a lot of thoughts about this this topic. I, I love that Jean uses the word life raft. Mm-hmm. Um, I have always thought of drug abuse as a spiritual problem. We all, I believe, have a deep need and, and human requirement to get high. And I don't mean that lightly. I mean to feel the bliss of connection of the universe, to feel connected deeply Mm -hmm. from our hearts to each other. And when we live in a society that doesn't teach us how to do that, um, when we're brought up by people who have been broken down by society and that chain just keeps going and there is no light, that we know how to access Mm -hmm. on our own. 
And then we find something that'll take us there like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And all of a sudden things are okay and things don't hurt. And, and we get a glimpse of what I think is our true natural state, which Mm -hmm. is to feel love, to feel at one, to feel relaxed, to feel like your worries are silly and, and, and unimportant. That's our true nature. Right. And even if it's just in the grip of that high, that hit for the moment, because I completely understand actually what you're saying. I'd written a tarot book, which is all about high vibe, low vibe living. Right. And Mm -hmm. when we feel high vibe, we feel loved. We Mm -hmm. feel connected to God or spirit or whatever you want to call it. Trent, what are your thoughts on this quote? You know, when Reka talks about how we're looking for a high. I mean, I totally understand that. We talk about runner's high. We talk about sugar high. We talk about these things in a way that is uh, enjoyable, something to strive for. It's this euphoric feeling. So it's very understandable that it would be, you know, quote unquote, human nature to want to feel that high. You know, and this is a topic that has been discussed in a few of the different Star Trek franchises. Uh, when I first read this quote, I thought about Barkley on Next Generation, and he had a hollow addiction. He was addicted to, to, the, uh, uh, to the holodeck because he felt like an outsider. He didn't have friends in the real world. So he invented a whole cast of friends in the holodeck for him to be friends with. And he had to learn how to, you know deal with that addiction and leave the holodeck to interact with people in the real world on the Starship Enterprise. In the series Star Trek Enterprise, T'Pol had a drug addiction problem. She was Vulcan, you know, the most logical species that we are introduced to in the Star Trek universe. And even she dealt with uh, addiction. So, it's something that Gene was thinking about and that the writers of Star Trek are thinking about in terms of looking at uh, addiction and drug abuse uh, in a compassionate way, because it's something that we as humans are subject to. And something Reka touched on, which is, I think, I feel at least that a lot of us are going through life a little disassociated, mm-hmm. you know, because to to really be have what Carl Jung talks about, like the full integration of self means mm-hmm. to actually feel your feelings and not push them aside, whether it's, you know, just with your mind or with drugs, you know, and it's very tempting. Listen, I went to NYU a really long time ago. I had some fun. Mm -hmm. I'll say that. But (laughs) because that's the other side. Listen, uh, there's a lot of issues and problems with people using them as an escape. And then I remember back in the day, because I don't I don't like liquor. I don't drink. Mm -hmm. uh, I just don't like the taste of it. And I don't like the effect on my body. But I remember saying to someone, that's as much of a drug Mm -hmm. as this joint or anything else. And they were like, Mm -hmm. no, it's not. It's legal. And I was like, "Okay, that's that's the laws have nothing to do with anything per se. But again, back to this quote, I just love that he's bringing up these things because it's so easy to malign people who are not living up to what we consider our standards, whatever Mm -hmm. they are. So where I'm saying, what is the difference between someone who grew up in in a safe, secure environment, and then they are lucky enough to go to college, maybe even an Ivy League school, and then they come out or the person who doesn't have the family life, doesn't have the parents, mm-hmm. and isn't supported by society, you know? Um, it sort of, it, it makes an escape hatch, escape route with drugs or alcohol or whatever, kind of understandable. But I also think taking away the shame of all yeah. this is what I love about this quote. 
100%. Take away the shame. Understand. I love that he's just calling calling it out, right? Like mm-hmm. people need a, a life raft. They do. Especially, again, to bring up when this quote is from decades ago. It's not mm-hmm. from the woke today. Let's be, you know, let's be aware of other people. It was a really brutal money is king. Me, me, me yeah. time. The 80s yeah. from, from mm-hmm. I hear tell. That's what my great grandparents told me. <laughs> <laughs> but it was very much a time of Wall Street and capitalism and, and all of that. And so I don't know why, but this quote also reminds me of that. Because is there room in a capitalist society for compassion? What do you mm-hmm. guys think? I no. mean, there there should be. <laughs> Rake, I know, right? Like, I, I mean, it's antithetical, right? I mean, it's hypothetical, but I really was hoping one of you would be like, "Yes, Rachel," because I let listen. I I have uh, I'm a self made girl. I've done well in America. I like making money. I like capitalism. But then again, I look and sometimes I'm like, "Is it working for everyone?" You know, mm-hmm. is it? I don't. No. And Rekha's shaking her head. And I actually appreciate that you could see that what I'm saying, because I spoke like Trent. I said that to someone else. And they were like, what do you mean? Capital capitalism's great. Yeah. And I was like, no, I know I like money, too. But I'm not saying that I'm talking about the human issue yeah. of it. Yeah. And they couldn't see it at all. <laughs> you know, and well, look at I mean, they, they've done. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, they you know, they've done these. um I can't remember what it's called, but like happy tests, right? For different areas of the world and different cities. And I'm sorry to say, but societies that are generally more socialist in structure have happier mm-hmm. humans. Mm-hmm. They have Higgy. They have, they're Higgy and we're not Higgy at all here. Um, <laughs> Higgy was, I swear to God, you guys, Higgy was going to burst all over America when uh, during the last election, but then Trump won. Higgy's a, a you know Nordic concept of comfort, right. uh, small right. small comfort just from a moment, a cozy sweater, a soup. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's the only. That's when I think of Higgy. I'm like soup, right? White people and soup. But the idea is just (laughs) that it is simple pleasures. It's not all about what you're buying or conspicuous consumption and things like that. And so with this quote, too, I want to touch on, and I kind of brought it up before by saying, what about the people who don't have the same advantages? Because ultimately right now we're just starting to discuss systemic racism. Some of us are starting to discuss it in this country more than others. And, um, you know, some parts of the government or the last government didn't even want us to discuss that, didn't want Mm -hmm. us to study that. But that leads into this, I think, in society. You know, if you have dealt with systemic racism in your family or you had to deal with de facto housing, I had to explain to my cousin that the reason their parents' house isn't worth as much as all their rich white friends on Long Island, because they couldn't buy in that other neighborhood. They weren't allowed to buy. And my cousin was real snotty about it until I said, no, 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 stop it. You will not shame your black father who was in the Korean War. Mm-hmm. This is where he was allowed to buy. And that is systemic racism. No. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And then if you think about the fact that uh, this quote from Jean in 1988 seems very ahead of its time. If we look at the way that the culture of our country is these days, like many more states are uh, legalizing recreational use of marijuana. So Rachel, what you mentioned before about how like, oh, you know, uh, alcohol is not drugs because it's legal. Well, now marijuana is not drugs because it's legal too, right? Um, and it seems very feasible, hopefully, like within the next 10 years, 
you know, it could be legalized federally. And that's a possibility. I, I want to jump in before you switch topics on that and just say, listen, if people out there smoke marijuana, which like nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. My thing is there's so many people of color who are in jail still for mm-hmm. three strikes law for one joint or X, Y, Z. And so my thing is, if you're going to support a company, make sure it is an aware company that is shining a light on the people who paved the way for them Yep. to be yep. able to sell their legal weed. Because yep. uh, I unfollowed a lot of little cute white girls who were shelling weed because I thought you ain't talking about shit. All yep. you're talking about here is your own pocket and putting mm-hmm. money in it. Mm-hmm. And you are not talking about the people who came before you, went to jail and mm-hmm. helped, you know, foster And are this. still there, probably. And are, no, so many people are still mm-hmm. there. I mean, I, it's not, it's like, I guess it is one of my soapboxes because we're talking about a plant on top of it. It's not even like, well, I had to go to a lab and, and mix it with chloroform right. or whatever <laughs> to make a drug like yeah. meth. No, it's literally a plant that grows from the ground that I'm not, not a fan of. <laughs> But listen, weed is not for everyone. I'll say that. Like it mm-hmm. exacerbates schizophrenia. It does certain things for people. So everybody has to be really responsible with yes. whatever their po- yep. uh, choice of poison is, right? I'm not going to judge someone for it, but you have to be super aware of the effect it's going to have on you. And that's my soapbox for the day. <laughs> anyway, you guys, we should wrap it up. But any last what thoughts on this quote? First of all, yeah, the whole your, your soapbox is a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should not be penalizing people the way that they are for this. Uh, we should be supporting people. We should be helping each other as mm-hmm. a society. Mm-hmm. And having more treatment programs is never a bad thing either, as opposed to putting people in jail, I think, when we're yeah. talking about addiction, too. Yeah. And also, it's it's not what you do. It's how you do. It's why you do. Mm-hmm. She, mm-hmm. You have such a good point there because I'm working on another book and the whole thing is get to the why, because that's how you change things. Exactly. You have to get to the yeah. why. You can't just deal with the Band-Aid you've stuck over it. That's just a distraction. If you get to actually why, how, where, it is so helpful. And it's really empowering, to be honest. It's yeah. Freeing. The why question is at the heart of this quote. You know, could it be the fault of society? Could it be the fault of the way we're raised? Why do people use it? It's a question that Gene was asking in 1988. It's a question that we're talking about now. I don't know that we have an answer, but the fact that we're having the conversation and we are trying to be compassionate about the issue at large, I think is a and step in the right direction. We didn't even mention social media as a drug mm. or mm-hmm. television mm-hmm. as a drug, which are all <clears throat> drugs, honestly. They're all things. I don't know. I just find if I check in with what am I distracting with, you know, it's yeah. super helpful. What and yeah. why? And you know, you know that old commercial with the egg. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs, and then the egg is like scrolled in the pan. That's what phones do. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) We're frying our brains on social media. Egg scrambler. That's true. And that commercial didn't stop me, actually. But yeah, no, we've got a lot of new drugs. Anyway, we could talk about this forever. But we're lucky enough to have Rika again for some more episodes. So we hope you'll tune in to Quoting Gene Roddenberry. Trent, tell them where they can find our socials. If you want to watch the video of Adam Nimoy reading today's quote, you can check it out on the Roddenberry official Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And we hope you'll join us again tomorrow for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's quote. So tweet us, 
post us, DM us, whatever. We're at Roddenberry on Twitter and Facebook and at Roddenberry Official on Instagram. Quoting Gene Roddenberry is a Roddenberry podcast hosted by me, Rachel True. And me, Trent Venegas. Producing are Claire Kramer and Kelsey Goldberg with executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Engineering and editing are provided by Elizabeth Joy Windham. And special thanks to all those who were kind enough to read a quote and give a voice to Gene Roddenberry's everlasting words. Live long and prosper. 